Well, I hate to disappoint everybody, but I'm not Marquise Pouncey. <laughs> no. I've never snapped a ball to Ben Roethlisberger. I've never been an all-pro. I'm not heading to Canton. I am Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. He's Ramon. You might know this. I am. I'm the guy they won't hire instead of you, DK, because it's crazy. You're the one with the entire channel. Finally, finally, a well-timed intro. That was good. This is like getting the cadence right. See, I am Marquise. Yeah. I, I snapped it at exactly the right moment. As he said, anytime there was, hey, a little spacing pounce, that's basically what you were telling me right there, a little spacing, Maul, <laughs> and then you snapped it. That's it. Oh, man. What do we have going on today, Moan? How am I going to top up? How long did that thing last, that show? I, it could have been longer. That's the thing about I know. it. We were just getting loose. I wanted to walk them down the pathway first. And at a, at a certain point, man, we were just going. I was like, I got to cut this off, man. I got to. <laughs> and he was like, Mo, we can keep doing this. I was like, don't play because I'm, I'm into the airtime, okay? About an hour and a half easily, DK. The funny thing is here, not to bore anybody with video metrics and stuff, but my wife who produced the show, she was looking at the numbers afterward. The average length of view yeah. on this show, which will never be topped, by the way, <laughs> was was somewhere in the neighborhood of a half hour. Yeah. Like you have to understand how unbelievably rare air that is mm-hmm. on the YouTube channel for people to stick by by anything anything yeah. for that long no doubt about it but it was fun man i told you anytime we have guys on here we're gonna make sure it's light informative uh mostly stiller based but it's gonna be a good time because what happens dk and you've said this a few times too whenever i ha- i've had guys on uh whether it be Vinny, kev charlie now pounce man and there's more to come too you said man they they find a way to get unlocked right like and pounce was getting unlocked you saw him Drop a couple bad words in between there, but you know what? He was he was being himself, man. And I was just like, keep rolling, keep rolling, Marquise. And that's who he is. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Marquise is my own experiences with him, and I'm not a teammate, just a reporter. But when I was in the room and I would talk to him, he'd have days where he didn't want to talk at all. Just yeah. like not in a mean way, not in a rude way or whatever. He just you could tell he was just locked into something else, right? But then when you got him going on a subject that that pushed that button, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. And and you guys pushed a lot of buttons over the course of that day. <laughs> yes, we did. You heard it, man. And him, it's funny. I went and rechecked the video out this weekend also, mm-hmm. and I saw one of the comments. It's like, Moan, it looked like your soul pierced every time you dropped an F-bomb. And I was hoping I wasn't that obvious, but I was like oh, – but keep going, keep going, my guy, because it was it was beautiful to hear him be as candid as he was. Uh, I thought one of the biggest things he's ever said uh, was about the Kendrick Green number situation. I was just like, that's as selfless as it get when it goes, you know, for a guy that we look at that 53 number as being legendary, right, with the guy that wore yeah. it. And he was just like, no, nah, it's a number. It's the name on the back. And I was just like, all right, cool. Uh, but he did say a lot of stuff in that interview, seriously. But we we took offense to it, uh, yeah. You know, you and yes. I. I mean, the whole. I, I I actually 
my biggest issue at the time, and you'll recall because we talked about it at length on the show as it happened, was having 53 go to uh, to Kendrick Green to me didn't offend me because, you know, he should have, you know, Marquis should have a retired number or anything like that. Right. It's the it's the idea that the coaching staff was saying, in essence, you're that guy. Mm-hmm. And just like that, it's like, no, he's not. Make him earn it. Yes. You know? and, and that's what it was, I think, for the most part with all of us that saw a guy that looks very similar to Marquise, played the same position as Marquise, for the same quarterback as Marquise. Now it's just like it's too soon uh, with that type of situation. But I guess when you look at it to the point of how many numbers can you hold for a year over – when it comes down to uh, you know, getting past a guy or two, and that's it was interesting to hear him kind of break it down a little bit. Oh yeah, and, and, and he took I thought what was a first class angle on it. Okay, but yeah. I just my issue still I, I'm going to say this again for emphasis was much more about Kendrick Green. Yeah, I didn't like the fact that Green was anointed to be the next starting center when he hadn't earned it. I didn't like the fact that he was coming out after the first quarter of preseason games, yep. as in. Who the heck is he? Yep. You know? 100%. Fair, unfair to him. It's the situation was presented to all of us to take it however we wanted to. And I'm with you on it. I didn't like seeing I didn't, I didn't like seeing the uh, number be pushed out a little bit. Like I told you, my little victory was uh, having my number go to the defensive side of the ball before now this year is back <laughs> on the offensive side. So I took my victory lap in that, okay, DK? Uh, but it, it, it just sucks. And and guys being put in that situation, I'll I'll say this. I don't think Dave had to ask for a 66, but that number wasn't passed out from Fanica to Dave uh, until a little bit later, if I'm not mistaken. I think Tony Hills may have had it for a split second, but no guard got it. And I was excited to kind of see uh, Dave kind of hold up his end of that one, which we expected. Oh, yeah, absolutely here. I just – I'll tell you the other thing that I like because I know I've poked fun at you with this before, regarding this before, but you had your you you were you were cool through the whole thing, and <laughs> the last time the last couple of times I'm just leveling with everybody here. The Go last ahead. couple of times that you've had guests on, especially Kevin Colbert, because this is a man who literally controlled your fate for Crazy. 10 or 11 years, yeah, right? Eleven, yeah. And he, well, he controlled it for. 10 yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. you were signed you were signed but mm-hmm. uh this one it was just like totally different this one it was like hey marquise i'm gonna set up a thing here you want to just come <laughs> on with me and just talk you know what i mean it was just it, it was, was more like a, it was more like we were intruding on a facetime that, yeah, and I felt that too, man, because I have all of my notes. I got another sheet full of notes of everything that I had planned out. I wanted to talk chronologically through his his upbringing. I didn't even hit up his uh, head about his mom calling him every game day. We were roommates for the first few years in the NFL. He'd be up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Mom, game time. And that would be their intro to each other. Anytime she called him, we didn't hit on any of that stuff, any of the college stuff. I was outsourcing questions, and I wanted to ask about college. What was that like? We talked a little bit about it. He'll let you know, too, uh, and his brother, they weren't the biggest stars on their team in high school. You got to think to yourself, twins coming out, unique, playing a position, going to Florida, all of those things lining up. He'll let you know. 
uh, Rainey, Chris Rainey, was the biggest star they ever seen in the world when it came down to who they was like. They were just side stories to him. So it'll be interesting to hear him kind of break all that stuff down. When we come back on the Ramon Foster show, the only segment that matters. Hey, Moan. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. And today's only segment that matters, the Hey Moan segment, is brought to you, as always, by our good friends at the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where quality is at the core of every menu item. Three expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub, burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for what they refer to as crave-ability. Order your favorite entry at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe it. Who's going to get us started here? Today, Moan, let's go with uh, let's go with Brian. He says, hey, Moan, in terms of current roster needs to address, I'd rank them as one corner, two D-line, three edge backup. Who drafts an edge backup? Yeah. Four wide receiver, five left tackle. Oh, he's saying roster needs. I'm sorry, Brian. I oh, thought you were yeah. saying draft needs. Yeah. Oh, I kind of looks good to me. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, one cornerback. Uh, your first two, I'm definitely in on that one. I mostly think the OL is solid. The cornerback and D-line would be really good. If there's a middle, listen to me, middle linebacker, young guy, athletic enough that falls to you at 17, or you feel like you need to go get, I'm into that position too. I kind of look at it like the center position in a sense, DK. Mm-hmm. Like the center and the middle linebacker got to be your own field captains. And they are guys that you look at to be there for the long haul, too. They really set the standard for everything moving around. Everything comes back to the center to those two dudes. So, yeah, I, I think you're listening how you would, would draft. It's crazy. me saying I think it's really good. Jared says, hey, Moan, how does how, – I know how DK feels about the OBJ signing. I did it on my, my daily shot earlier today. What's your opinion, Moan? How do you feel about the Ravens getting Odell Beckham Jr. for – what was the figure? $18 million? Yeah, 15 guaranteed, man. Uh, Baltimore yeah. is – is they're searching for somebody to give them life at that position. I think this is also another bargaining chip for Lamar Jackson to hang around. He also documented them uh, FaceTiming each other. I think they're probably good friends as far as that goes, but this is how it goes for Lamar. I think Lamar is very capable of throwing the ball if they allow him to. But it's also the idea that they got to craft an offense, probably switch it around for him to be able to throw on, uh, throw on the run and hit guys down the field. Odell just turned 30, okay? So, of course, it's a great deal for a guy like him who's very dynamic. I think the Rams don't get to the Super Bowl without a guy like him, but I don't think Lamar Jackson and Odell Beckham Jr. are going to lead the Baltimore Ravens to a Super Bowl trip. Yeah, yeah that's the, the part. Like, I understand that you have cap space. The owner allots the full amount and everything, so you feel obligated almost to spend it. That's what this felt like, Yeah, to be honest with you. Th- this felt like, man, we got all this money sitting here. We still don't have Lamar signed. Let's find a way to get Lamar back. You see what I'm saying? That's that's what it was. And Odell even came out and said, too, I gave the Jets the opportunity to match. And they didn't. 
So what does that tell you? Also, I know they got to save a lot of money for what we think is going to be the Aaron Rodgers move. But Odell on that Jets team with those dynamic young playmakers, man, that would be a headache for the AFC in general. And they chose not to match. Now, you've put this one in our get queue. I stay away from politics on our site, so I'm going to leave this one there <laughs> since you picked it. James says, hey, Moan, Tennessee politics is trash. Time to leave. I'm a true believer. I, I like to play down the middle with a bunch of stuff, man. But as a people, we got to be responsible for what we do on social media and how we go about it. And I would just leave it at that because we are a sports uh, for the most part show. And But I just looked at that one and was like, you know what? We got to fix some stuff around this country. And I, I just like to leave it there. There was another situation that happened in Louisville today, today. where my brother resides, Renardo. Yeah. He lives in Louisville, Kentucky. So that's the reason it hits me a little bit different in the general horoscope of all things. I would hope that for all the different things upon which we all disagree right now, and everybody's clearly They're just everywhere. taking a side. I mean, the one thing that cracks me up, by the way, is when it's election time and they refer to undecided voters, who are these people? <laughs> Like, who is it that's left that goes, man, oh it's God. a tough call between these two. Like, everybody see everybody, the whole the whole country seems so polarized. I would just hope that the one thing in all seriousness that we can all agree upon is dead children equals bad. Yeah. Okay? Can we can we just boil it down to that? Dead anybody equals bad, but dead children yep. equals really, really bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And one way or another, if you have to force everybody into a room or whatever else here and hash everything out here, let's just say, listen, forget who wins and who loses here in terms of political points or whatever. How do we stop the whole dead children thing? Yeah. How do we stop that? Does that it, seem like a fair stance to take? It does. So the, we're here now. It's, we got to do this a little bit more. And all right, that's our kumbaya moment, DK. Exactly. Todd says, hey, Moan and DK, does the offense have dry erase boards with permanent marker? We we need to go back to the drawing board on offense, but use erasable markers for things that don't work. Do you agree? You know what? That's what when you're saying, coaches. Todd? That's when you hear coaches say we got to simplify things, okay? And um, that's just where they are. Again, this is a new quarterback the new OL kind of coming together, y'all. It's it's a matter of time, and I know football is super emotional. Why, DK? At max, we'll get two a week, a Sunday and a Thursday, right? That's it. At most, we'll get, and your emotions go into it. And there's only 18 weeks, and the playoffs are slated a little bit heavier, so it, it's time. And Pittsburgh has a standard of getting uh, to the playoffs and, and the Super Bowl. You know, mantra is always in the back of our mind. We just got to be a little patient right there. Slim says, hey, Moan, you're a great interviewer. I, I love how you let us fans get to see behind the scenes of the players on this platform. I have something to say about this, but go ahead, Moan. Go ahead. One thing, uh, You want mine first? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll go because I don't know where you're headed with this one. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Slim. DK, I don't, he, he's critiquing because I know he listens, and he listens with a really good ear too. Uh, but that's, that's what we're trying to do here. I mean – we're going to build this thing up, and it's going to be for you guys. And I saw somebody say a second ago, yeah, keep the politics out. When it's going to be straight life, we're going to give you life too. But it's going to be mostly what we do, a lot of back and forth, a lot of good times. And my guys that come on, for the most part, we do like to mess around a little bit and joke and, and kind of lay back a little bit. That's what this is all about. You're going to walk in here and be like, man, I belong in that still locker room because of the conversations we have and the understanding we're giving you. To a certain degree. Now, you saw Pounce hold back a little bit and, you know, uh, Benny held back a little on certain stuff. But for the most part, 
we're going to be transparent about how we did stuff. <laughs> he here's was what I got a here, mouth here, on him. <laughs> no, here's this what I, what I have to say about Moan as an interviewer is that, and he's right, I do study this sort of thing. I've been doing it my whole life. The reason that he succeeds as an interviewer in this context, and the reason actually, if, if I can paint with a little bit of a broad brush here, that certain former athletes succeed in this business and some don't, is that Ramon can cross the line into being honest with his critiquing. You know why? Because he's inherently honest. He's a truth teller for good or bad. There's a reason why after the anthem flap in Chicago, which stall did all the reporters go to? <laughs> Mine. Okay? Mine. Yeah. yeah. They, everybody yeah. went to 73. Okay? That was quite the scene. This was at Soldier Field. Okay? Mm -hmm. The whole football world was watching what happened with the Steelers and Alejandro Villanueva and everything else here. And we're all hovering over 73. Why? Because he can be honest. So you, you as the viewer trust him when he's interviewing even his the guy who was on his right shoulder for 11 years, you can trust that he's going to ask him real stuff. Do you follow me? Yeah. That's, that's the difference. That's, that's what I wanted to say here. Let's go with Josh. He says, Hey Moan with the NHL regular season coming to an end and major league baseball, just getting underway. I was wondering how much you and the rest of the Steelers players would keep up with the penguins and the pirates. Uh, a good bit. Guys like the frequent games. There's always partnerships also mm -hmm. from their media relations side and ours also. Right. Going to the games is big. Pittsburgh is a sports city. You understand me? Like, really appreciate that because most fans of them, even if you hate the Pirates and even if the Penguins get on your nerves uh, here or there and the Steelers bother you <laughs> during the fall, we're winning city. Okay, I know the Pirates got to do their thing, especially with O'Neill Cruz. Oh my gosh, oh, killing don't, me with don't, that one. Don't. I we're trying to this is this is escape I, from that. I know this is an escape from that, but it, it's such a winter city, and everybody kind of pulls for one another too. There's so much cross-blending of, of NHL and, and MLB in Pittsburgh, man. It's a beautiful place to be at. Yeah, it, it, what Moan said about the media relations is 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 true. What what happens is that the for example, Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin both are intense fans of the other two teams. It's not it's not casual. It's not, hey, here's Coach Tomlin on a scoreboard waving to everybody. Uh, when I see either, especially Kev, man, yeah. when I see Kevin Colbert, he'll approach me and I'm thinking, oh, here comes a scoop for me. And he just <laughs> wants to know about the hockey and the baseball. And I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Give me something good here. Yeah, no, Kev, buddy. scoops here. He's, and, and that's the thing, too. The coaches and GMs, they all got season tickets. I know Kev is up on the glass. He's got baseball tickets in the city, too. He offered up some of his to a buddy of mine from Pittsburgh, uh, last year, I was like, Kev, man, you you know anybody that got connects to the Pirates? He's like, yeah, I got tickets. I'll give them to him. And he but did, if and man. when you guys wanted to go to a game, all you had to do was ask. And, oh, and they, yeah. And, and, and that worked in all directions. It uh, did. Absolutely. And, and I, just to point out here, by the way, uh, Evgeny Malkin, biggest Steelers fan, Sid, mm -hmm. Sidney Sid. Crosby. Sid's, Sid was over there to see you guys. Mm -hmm. uh, he was over at Heinz Field supporting you. Um you know, we saw a lot of that. Garrett Cole, when he was with the Pirates, was at a lot of games. A Steelers fan, a Steelers fan, Penguins fan. Uh, Danny Danny Kramer says, "How can we escape from Matt Canada?" 
You know what's what that, that means? Mean? What's you, that mean? No. <laughs> you know what that means? You probably gonna have to suck, okay, Danny? And I don't know if we can <laughs> handle that. That is a lot of heartburn and pain, man, to watch the Steelers not be good. I I I will say this, DK. Can I be the one of the first ones to say? Oh it? yeah, oh yeah. If Matt Canada has a really good season, there will be no change. It won't. I just can't see a, a situation in which it does, DK. No. Well, if he has a really good season, why would you want the change? And that's what I'm saying. Do you believe? Yeah. Do, can you trust him to have a good season? That's just what we all are. Because nobody here's, knew what a Matt Canada was before he got the job. Here, here's what I believe. I, I believe that this this uh, this team does not have Canada in the fold as a lame duck. Okay. I don't think the head coach operates that way. I don't think the head coach is thinking in the back of his head, oh, one more year, I'm stuck with this guy. Yeah. He, I, I just don't – I don't think that's a positive mindset to have. It, right. There's no way – put it this way. Even if he's thinking it and only keeping it to himself, that negative vibe is going to come across in some form. It just will. I, I'm telling you, when a coach got let go in our squad, did not know, couldn't sense it. Didn't really – nope, it oh, just happens. that's right. You know, right. Like, it just happens. That's how Coach T is. So he's going to paint it up and put lipstick on, lipstick on a pig until this thing gets corrected. So I don't see Matt Canada changing anytime soon. Dana says she's with us live for the first time. Hi, What's Dana? up? Travel with Dana White? Okay. Travel nice. With, see, if I was if I was showing up on it, I'd put my the name of my business up there. I mean, too. why not? You know what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. Let, let's see what Cody's got to say here. If, who's your dark horse candidate for the most improved Steeler this coming season? Players and coaches. Get coaches. Get improved coaches. Who I got the most one. improved player? Go ahead. I got it. DeMarvin Leal. Oh, so good. DeMarvin Leal. I'm counting on it, okay? Not only that is necessary too, DK. Uh, I, I think that is a fair ask for a young guy like himself. Came out young, uh, understands that that this team is really strong when it comes down to the D-line. I see him being an and, and this is the other thing. His role later in the year expanded. Coach Tomlin called out the young guys, did he yes. not? Yes, yes. Go ahead, DK. He was a part of that group. He was, and, and he wanted Mark Robinson on the field too. And we saw that both of them have, you know, they have – Room to improve. I'm, find, I'm finding the positive approach to this. Okay? <laughs> um, they, especially in Robinson's case, Robinson was thrown out there cold for a very, very specific assignment. It worked against it worked against Cleveland. It didn't work uh, against Baltimore. And you know, I'm sorry, it worked the other. It was the other way around. Yeah, it worked yeah. against Baltimore because it was really targeted, and the Browns exposed him for not being able to to cover. Um, I, I like that. Uh, if I had to pick, <clears throat> excuse me a Pittsburgh player who I thought could really step up and break out. I'll tell you who I hope it is. Who's I hope it's Dan Moore. Okay. I, I, I hope that even in the event that the Steelers draft a left tackle and whatever else here, everyone gains. If Dan Moore rises up, whether yeah. he just becomes a trade bait, like what we just saw in Cincinnati, that situation where they sign Orlando Brown, um, uh, you know, and then the 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 incumbent says, "I want out." Right. Uh, I, I, I got a rebuttal on that one too. Yeah, Mark Robinson's in that too. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm leery a little bit about Mark. I love him, but I need to see Mark grow mentally. Is where I'm at with his play. The physical attributes that Mark Robinson has, 
it ain't many. If Vince William had Mark Robinson's attributes athletically, oh no, come on, how <laughs> how cerebral was Vinny? Okay, oh god. So that's what I mean. Like Fra- Frankenstein players are always fun though to make. <laughs> they are. They are. You, uh, so what's interesting too? You mentioning uh, the competition for Dan Moore. I think it's very interesting to hear Marquise kind of say this Friday. He said, "What's going to happen is James Daniels and uh, Kevin Dotson battling it out." And I was just like, "I don't. I don't know if that was is going to be the case because James Daniels had a really good year." Nobody's battling James Daniels. I know. He just got through a whole year not missing a sack and not he, missing a snap and not allowing a sack. And I was just looking at it just more or less like from? if Dotson's gonna have to compete. I think that's basically what he's saying. Yes. And that's gonna make that group better too. He's gotta compete and he's gotta make himself available and he's gotta be ready, I think, to play maybe, maybe moan both guard positions to back yes, up sir. both to tell him maybe that's something that, that happens in Latrobe. I haven't heard this. Okay, yeah. I'm just I'm sharing it as a, as a speculation. Yeah, because you always talk Mon, about how it, that flexibility makes you more valuable. Okay, well, what happens if, uh, you know, the season starts and, and Daniels goes down? Yeah. And Dotson says, oh, no, but I didn't get any snaps at right guard. I've well, seen you're not g- going to put him there. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're not going to put him there in week one or two. That's got to happen at Latrobe. It does. I've seen a guy get cut because he got so ticked off about not getting the practice reps or the the first uh jump at a position with what before I mean he he was mad because he didn't get the first jump at it that he stopped studying and the guy was called on the very next week DK and he messed up and then he got cut gotta stay prepared yeah uh there's uh let's see what let's see what Rodney's got here hey Moan if you watch Jack Campbell play this year at Iowa he he already plays like a stealer and he'd look good in black and gold. He can just bring his Hawkeye jersey with him. You know, I think the Iowa football team looks more like the Steelers than the Steelers do in some ways because of those big block numbers. I do too, and plus that environment they play. I hadn't saw a whole lot of Jack Campbell just yet. I do know uh, Iowa has a very good football program despite them not playing in the big-time major bowls. Their coach is really putting it together, and you're right. I'm not going to link them to the Steelers just because they're wearing black and gold. Are they black and yellow or gold at Iowa? No, they're, they're the Steelers. They're yeah, that's the Jason says, didn't Dotson play, exclusively play right guard in college? Yes, but that doesn't matter. Don't matter. That's, that's the point we're making here. Take it from a guy right next to me here on the screen. I play switched. mostly right. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I play mostly right with some flexibility of moving left to right, but that don't matter unless you're a first-round draft pick. Yeah, there's uh, here's Al, our, our buddy Al says, Hey, since Connor Hayward is really neither the prototypical size for a tight end, wide receiver, fullback, it makes me wonder if anything inventive will be put into place for him on the field to have him move around to different spots. I don't often equate Matt Canada with inventive, that's no, those aren't words that I put into the same <laughs> sentence. However, it's funny, Moan, when you look just lay eyes yeah. on Connor Hayward. Yeah. You know how you and I used to joke about how you can look at a player in the locker room and not know who they are and know what position they are. Yeah. Yep. Just by body type, structure, whatever. If he walked in, I have no idea. I have no None. idea. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, and that may be to his advantage. Only player that I didn't have that with was Shazier. Oh, Ain't no way you could have told me he was a middle linebacker. Okay, no. I just got, but he is especially not at the time. No, no, he's he was out. revolutionary. 
outside of the box. We'll leave him where yeah. he is. But to a guy like Connor Hayward, you're right. I'll say this. He has to have all of those attributes you brought up right there. He has to have some tight end in him, some wide receiver in him, and some fullback in him because he becomes so versatile at that point. I look at Richard as being that way, and I look at Juszczyk also, the fullback from uh, the fullback from the 49ers. If the Steelers could get a utility guy like that, DK, whoo, that offense could do some stuff. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. I saw that one earlier. The tight end. I mean, the the the, the Ravens are desperate, and I think that's the reason Odell got the deal that he did. And oh yeah, course, they outbid themselves. They they did. They, they did. did. And it's interesting. I'm not too worried about the Baltimore Ravens at this point. It's what mm-hmm. I would say. Do I mm-hmm. believe they will compete? Yes. I don't. I don't. I don't look at them twice right now. Rich wants to know if outside of team functions, the, uh, your offensive line ever got together to bond. A hundred percent. That yeah. that's a part of the team. What was the and night that Marquise would have the dinner? Thursday? Thursday nights. And that wasn't yeah. even really being real with you, DK. It wasn't really a team function like watching uh-huh. film. We had the tape on, but we were just together, man, a little bit too much. Uh, but that's how you also build <laughs> strong, close knit teams, man. Uh, it's because of that. I'm sure y'all paid attention to Marquise's and I, uh, and my my laugh, the cackle that we had. Like, we weren't even saying anything, but we were laughing because why? That's my guy, and we've all been around each other. I'll come on and be the same thing. If I can get Dave to laugh more than five minutes, oh, we've won, okay? So, yeah, everybody's <laughs> like that. Dave's my guy, man, but you know he's a Stanford guy. I could make Dave laugh. It was work. <laughs> we could get him to laugh. We could, yeah, it, 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 it was work. It was some I, heavy lifting. But it, Whenever I get out, I'm going to see if I can pair Dave on with them, okay? Because Dave by himself, it, it might be a little bit different. But both of them together, no, you oh. know what you could if he If he reverted to rookie Dave, where yeah. he would only give those four-word answers because he thought it wasn't his place <laughs> to be speaking up as a rookie, yeah. we, we thought, hey, honestly – we thought he was maybe a little bit dumb, okay? okay, because he would do this and he would yeah. say, Dave, what's it like being in your first game and whatever else? It's great. <laughs> you're like, really, dude? And yet he'd sit there because he felt that it was also his duty to answer questions and stuff like that. And he would be the greatest soldier about it, but he, yeah. wouldn't, he wouldn't. And then all of a sudden in his second year, the greatest transformation in the history of media personalities ever, meaning media uh, re- relating to the media, Dave is like the greatest quote in the room. So You're good. like, what are you doing here? So what did you do with the guy we were dealing with last year? He yeah. just didn't feel it was his place. He didn't, man. But that's him, though. You're right. He's a soldier, man. That's exactly what he is. Do we like Darnell Washington? Again, and <laughs> with the first pick in the popularity draft. Tight yeah. end out of Georgia, Darnell Washington. John, Texas, I'm not even mocking you, my brother. I'm here to tell you, Darnell Washington is by far the most popular draft pick that may not be a first-rounder this year. And I say that because he's a blocking tight end that you don't know how much he can catch and be involved in the game. So I got him late first to second round. Oh, yeah. Gino says Odell's worth about $4 million tops. Actually, Gino, I'm going to respectfully disagree with you. It's like selling your house, man. All you need is one person to pay the price you want. That is exactly what you're worth. So Odell is worth $18 million because one out of the 32 franchises paid up. Yeah, and we saying all this about him not being worth it. Boy, I hope he don't burn us, man. We got to have it together. Maybe we go off the first-round corner. 
Not because of him. No, not because of him. Dude plays one out of every three games over the last four seasons, you know? You know what? Absolutely. I'm here for it. And, and didn't impact the Steelers at all here. We're going to take a couple more today here. Uh, unfortunately, even the Ravens aren't smart enough to not pay <laughs> Lamar. Only the Browns are stupid like that. Uh, Lamar's going back to Baltimore. I don't know how much more obvious they can be. He's not making that FaceTime video and posting it if that's not the case. Uh, I oh, the probably, one, the, you mean the one welcoming OBJ? Yeah, yeah, yeah that was kind of obvious. I'm gonna be real with you. Uh, in in my times of of being a free agent at the time before our signing day, uh, before opening signing period, I wasn't posting anything Steelers related just because I didn't want to have that attachment. Like Lamar's already put himself in a box when it comes down to his commitment to the Ravens and how uh he's gonna be looked upon to being their team leader. So he he sold himself out right there. Polly wants to know if there's anything new on Bud. I saw that one. You know what I think, though? I think it's just a matter of getting healthy, probably not wanting to do OTAs and minicamp. But it's going to be signed, and he'll, he's probably going to have to sign a roll deal, if you know what I mean. Like, probably not double digits, uh, and he'll probably have to play a role. I'd love to see him back in Pittsburgh. It's, I think he's probably just getting healthy right now and taking time. Randy says, what's the contributing factor, Ramon, in the Ravens falling off from what they were in the recent past? I'll, y'all see it right in front. We just talked about it. Quarterback. That's it. It's, it. it's quarterback. I, I, I want to throw Greg Roman in there too um, yeah. because he, he scrapped the entire offense to work for one mold see, person. But that's 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 the part that jumps out at me, okay, is I look at the Ravens and I say, okay, a handful of years ago, Lamar comes into the league. They felt they had something revolutionary that no one mm-hmm. was going to be able to stop. Okay, only one team was able to stop it. So it was successful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It really was. Okay. Uh, Mike Tomlin and Keith Butler, to their credit, came up with a scheme that contained the quarterback that yes. prioritized that. And it worked in large part because of the superior edge rushers that Pittsburgh had. But for, against everybody else, it was 250 yards yeah. rushing a game. And they were the ones that lost their commitment to it. Mm-hmm. Which is why I think, too, it'll be smart for us to still just go after a corner because what do you got to win first, DK, to get to the playoffs? Your division. You got to get, you got to at least finish in the top two. But and, yeah. and since these three with three headed wide receiver group plus a tight end, they're pretty legit. And we got to sure up that passing defense moving forward. Yeah. I, I just, there's a, there's a big, big difference here. And then there's also this. <laughs> I mean, Ozzie Newsom doesn't get anywhere near the credit he deserves no. for what he built in Baltimore. Uh, a lot of that's gone over the years to Brian Billick, and then after that to John Harbaugh, and they they deserve it. Okay, they deserve what they hear. But Ozzie built the culture. Ozzie built the roster into the culture. Yes, he and where did. did the Ravens get the culture thing from? They got it from Ozzie, didn't they? Play like a Raven with Ray Lewis. I mean, that that was where did they where where did they get all of that from? Is what well, you want to be honest, Pittsburgh. I'll yeah, be honest exactly. With you. That, that was our approach, wasn't it, to attack what the Steelers were doing good, and that's, and that's that's been their approach. You think about their pathway; they got the same slots that we do. Think about it. Him, mm-hmm. Haloti Nada, Terrell Suggs. Think about the outside rushes we've had, and they've they've did the exact same thing. Think about the cornerbacks, like it. It really is the template, DK, since you brought that up. Yeah, no question. Uh, Danny says NFL Network's been showing the 2016 game against Dallas here. 
And uh, isn't that the one that was broken open by the late run? Yeah. No. Where did that run go through? It went through the A gap. It went through, yeah. Yeah. It was it, so clean and if so If you pretty. look at it, too, if you guys are smart so film people pretty. and you are, there is one player that got knocked out of his gap because you're supposed to play sound defense. And they can be honest, it's been public too. To it, get knocked over. He went down a gap too far. And that freed up uh, uh, Zeke Elliott down the hash yeah, line. 20 yards. Go, go look at it. Now, it ain't the only play. The offense got a hold up there. And, but boy, you want to talk about a back and forth? That it game was, was phenomenal, man. It really was. Just if you're sitting in the seats, uh, which you obviously weren't, <laughs> <laughs> it would be pretty entertaining stuff. Uh, but the question that, that Danny asks, he says, I, I thought that was a Super Bowl caliber team. Your thoughts? Uh, that was definitely a Super Bowl caliber team. Uh, and we did try to pay Le'Veon also too, Danny. That's a, a whole – I may have to source him out to get him on too so we can talk through all of those things, man. Uh, I think it would be good That's for everybody. That's a really good idea. Yeah. That, that, he, he'd, he'd come too. He would, yes. Yeah. Um, Dwayne, that was the fake spike game. By the way, I'll have to ask being this, had zero clue they were doing that. No idea they were doing that, DK. Yeah. Him and AB just were thick it's as unbelievable. thieves, man. It's unbelievable. Watching that from the press box as it, as it unfolded. But you, everyone, like when you watch the highlight shows, what you see is the last second. Okay. Yeah. But watching you guys go to the line of scrimmage, you had no, right? Nothing. You had no clue that was going to be Wait, a fake snap. Look that's, at, just, that's just Ben and, and AB doing this. We heard y'all, the crowd. We yeah. didn't. We didn't know that what, we were supposed to go down on the on the uh, on the play right. That's supposed to be a dead ball right there. No idea. We were throwing a touchdown. Look at all of our reactions. We look at being like, "What the? Oh my gosh, that was like Christmas, man." Oh man. All right, guys. Well, that's that's the time that we have for today. Um, we're uh, we are grateful for everybody, not just to those of you who come and participate yeah. uh, live, but you know the, the show we hope holds up pretty well anytime you press play on it but we do we do enjoy having the interaction right here it's actually the reason we're doing it you know? yes it is man this is awesome i'm glad to see it uh we're growing because of you guys so i appreciate y'all tuning in for us man this is really cool yeah Definitely. let's uh let's uh do it again tomorrow i am if you're with it dk all right He's got, what the heck? What is that? What is that? I get a spin from you. Uh, uh, the other way. <laughs> I had it back.